Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we got a timeout. 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 What's what's what? going on? What? Roger, say it right. You are the mayor of Duff City. <laughs> well, Roger, my uh, apparently, apparently, there's maybe an election coming up, so I want to be graceful today. You know. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, just being humble. As as the mayor, I am very humble. All right. Well, like every other election, somebody <laughs> might. You know what? Never mind. Let's not get into that. Uh, we, we I don't have no a, emails. I'm hiding. We might need a recount. <laughs> right. Hey, I'll, I'll I'll put it up there. I'm allowed to do it now. <laughs> There's a hanging Chad somewhere. Damn. Wasn't that Wasn't the whole it? thing back in the twenty in the two thousand uh, election with George Bush and Al Gore? Uh, certain ballots couldn't uh, be processed because. They there was it was called a hanging chat or some bullshit like that. I don't know what it was, but some didn't count or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It, it was the state of Florida, so that tells you anything. I was uh, ten when that election <laughs> happened, so I didn't pay yeah. attention. I wasn't into politics. I mean, still not really, I'm, but I'm still not. No, I, I do pay that, a little more attention than I used to. Yeah. Well, we sort of have to now because shit yeah. be getting wild now. Right? Man, y'all be co- man. <laughs> what anyway? Yeah, we, let's before we delve off onto a whole other subject. Yeah, because this, you know, because I understand we got fans on both sides of the political spectrum. Y'all, no one gives a shit. No, we Just love they don't, life. They don't give a shit about you. That's for sure. Exactly. You're so not the number said, to them. Yep. That being said, let's go on to the topic of tonight's show. Tonight's show, we are going to be discussing the twelve biggest plot twists. In video games that shocked all of us. Now, I'm pretty sure none of us saw these particular plot twists coming. There are, <clears throat> excuse me, there are really, there's really nothing quite like an unpredictable ending or a juicy plot twist in a video game. Now, you may think, you know, you've seen it coming and blah, 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 but then all of a sudden there's a sudden redirection or a surprise that might change the whole entire story, the way you look at the game, etc. When done well, it can be transformative, turning a good game into a great game or bring, breaking loose uh, plot threads together um, in a more satisfying way. Now, whether or not it's a narrative-driven game that has you carefully making critical decisions, a solid story with a great twist can make for some, some, some memorable gaming moments. So with that in mind, we wanted to talk, uh, take a look at 12 games that treat... Uh, it's plot twists like roller coasters. Some of these twists are abrupt changes in perspective that happen towards the end of each respective campaigns, while others are more subtle and play the long game slowly and teasing a big reveal in the final scenes. This feature will be full of spoilers, so this is your warning, everybody. The games we are going to be... Final, final warning. If you Final listen warning. past this, we are giving you spoilers to some of the biggest games of the last like thirty years, yeah. thirty five years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I it's, mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It goes back a lot of years. Now, the games we are going to be talking about today, I'm just going to throw them out there. If you hear a game that you have not that you that you that you don't want to know the spoiler of, stop now. But these are the games that we're going to be discussing. Resident Evil, Resident Evil 5, Pokemon Gold and Silver, 
Final Fantasy VII Remake, GTA Vice City, Braid, Modern Warfare 2, Red Dead Redemption, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Bioshock, Batman Arkham City, Metroid, and Last of Us Part 2. So if you've played any of the, these games, currently playing the game, and you don't want any of the endings spoiled or any of the plot twists spoiled, stop now. Everyone also, else, go ahead. When you when you say Modern Warfare 2, you mean the original one, not the remake they're coming out the with original modern, Yeah, the original the Modern good Warfare one. 2. No, the no Russian Modern Warfare 2. Hey, hey, that's one of the best fucking best and worst levels ever. <laughs> the best and worst level ever. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Makarov. Anyway, that being said, let's uh, start with the very first. Which one of you guys want to take the first one or not? Not me. I'm taking the second one. Not me. It's all right. <laughs> <I'll do> it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, got, I, no, no. I usually no. start lists. So I'm just trying to not do the first one every now and then. No, no, no. That's no, no, cool. It's cool. I'm a fan of Resident Evil, so I'll do this one. So. Resident real, Evil. Real, real quick, before you start this, did you ever, did you watch the recent movie uh, Welcome to Raccoon City? I have, I have, I have not. So, especially if you're a fan of it, it is almost a perfect recreation of the first game, perfectly. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, like it's fucking like I, I, I like my heart was so filled watching this movie. Where, uh, where, where, where can I watch it at? Um, it should be out on DVD or streams now. Um, I can look it up while you read. All right, cool. So the first game we're going to talk about tonight is Resident Evil. Who are you working for? Now, Albert Wesker from Capcom's Resident Evil series is one of the most sinister villains in gaming. He started his reign with the good old plot twist 25 years. Holy fuck. 26 now because it's the year 2022 and this article was written in 2021. So 26 years ago in the original Resident Evil which saw Wesker led the members of the stars through the mansion filled with zombies, mutants, and other horrors. So it comes as a bit of a shock that Wesker, a sto the stoic leader of, of stars, is really a spy for the evil Umbrella Corporation. Wesker makes his big reveal as a double agent to either Jill or Chris, depending on who you choose to play with, before releasing the bio superweapon known as the Triton to kill the remaining members of stars jokes on him though the first thing that triton does is impale wesker straight through the gut however as it was revealed in resident evil code veronica wesker injected himself with an engineered virus before his demise giving him the regenerate regenerative powers and super strength needed to survive we would go on to be Excuse me. He would go on to be a real pain for Chris Redfield and friends for quite some time, only meeting his end at the hands of Chris and Shiva in Resident Evil 5. But given how often folks don't stay dead in Resident Evil, we wouldn't be surprised to see him again one day. Do you guys remember that moment where Wesker betrays the Stars team in Resident Evil? Yep. Yep. Yeah. What were your feelings about that moment? Like, if you, obviously, you play play the Resident Evil game, and uh, you know it's it's zombies, you know mutants, horror stuff, and it's almost a puzzle game at the same time. You got to solve different things. And things well, it's not nature. zombies; they're infected. Well, infected. Well, mm, yeah. no, they're they're infected. They're infected with the T virus, right? Or was it the T virus the first one? I can't remember what it was. The first, the first one, one was the T virus, yeah, because okay, Triton, okay. Triton was basically Triton the T, and Triton was the T virus, yeah. Because I'm because I know they switch around in almost every other game, like every odd number one is a different version of the virus. I just can't yeah. remember right. which. Yeah, 
Nevertheless, how did you feel about it when you found when, when Wesker made the made the final betrayal or made the made the betrayal? Well, one, I was like four when the game came out, so I was very scared to play it to begin with. I mean, I was playing it in the dark with my uh one of my older brothers, and he loved Resident Evil games and I wasn't scared and then when I played through it and got through it and this happened, I was like, What the hell is this? <laughs> I was like, Wait, what? Like we were supposed to be on team. Like I mean, I've never seen a betrayal happen, especially not in a video game. I mean, none of the movies I watched had betrayals, so this really right. was like that first like, holy crap, people do this to each other experience. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What about you, Chip? I I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, you helped me all the way through this game. We was friends. We was boys. Like. And then all of a sudden, like, you're leading me to my slaughter? No, man. To hell with right. you. Now, now, now here's, the, here's the thing, though. Originally, when Triton kills him, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck you, Albert Wesker. Oh, shit, I got to kill this thing now. Fuck. You know, and then you end up blowing it up with the bazooka or whatever. Um, and then there's Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3. And then you get to Resident Evil Code Veronica. Yep. And then Wesker, you found out that he injected himself with the engineered virus where he can regenerate and he's got super strength. It's like, what the fuck? You know, like, it, it, it's, it's crazy the way that that worked out. And then, you know, in Resident Evil 5, obviously, was the big deal where Chris Redfield finally ends uh, Wesker. Um, now, Supposedly. I, Supposedly, or yeah, so we, don't we know. think. Yeah, so we think, right? Um, I mean, unless you want to do like the fucking you know T one thousand and throw his ass in the fucking lava or something, that's the only way he can you know not regenerate or whatever. Don't you? Um, don't you do that? Wait, Resident Evil Five. Don't you do something like that? Actually, I think so. Because you yeah. fight him on that plane and it crashes no, down. Right. Yeah. yeah, because he burns a lot, but he but he burns up. It's, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was thinking about that thing. Wait, he sort of does do that. He sort of does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fire, lava. Yeah. Principle one's organic, the other one's fucking melted rocks, um, or melted earth, pretty much. Um, but yeah, but no, nah, I mean, I was like, what the fuck, you know? Because it's like we go through there because you had the option. You can either choose because when you're, I think it's uh, your this Chris Redfield. Jill Valentine, uh, Albert Wesker, and then I can't remember who the other guy was. I can't remember the name of the other guy. Um, well, in the in the original, the original, the original uh, Resident Evil, was it Barry something? I can't remember who it was. Yeah, because he makes a stupid joke of a uh, Jill sandwich. Yeah, Bar- is it Barry or is it oh, fuck? I thought it was Barry. Let me. I think you're right. Uh, I think Barry is the first. Uh... Let me double check. But I think yeah, you're correct so, on the name. I'm fixing to. I'm, well, I'm, I'm fixing to do. Huh? Interesting. In in Japan, it's Resident biohazard. Evil is Biohazard. Yeah, I yeah. never. I never knew that. that yeah, is so crazy. That's, that's why. Uh, fuck. What was it? Number. Number seven was called Biohazard. Here wasn't it? No, that was number village. Eight. Number eight. Number, yeah. Number eight. Number eight was. Uh, yeah. There hasn't been an eight one. It's been announced, but it's not out. Yeah. Is it, has it not been announced? Or has it's it not? Been, has, it's been announced. It's just not been out. Yeah. It's not out. Uh, I mean, there's been 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, and then the yeah. 
The yeah. evil okay. is shaped like seven. Oh, yeah. Because it has the V and then the. Yeah. They made it look like a, the numeral, the, the Roman numeral seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now there have been like, thirty. There have been thirty Resident Evil games. You're right. It is it is Barry Burton in that one. Barry Burton. Yeah. Yeah. That's Wesker's partner. Yeah. Or but there, or, were, but there was there was a was there was there another person too? Was there? It's Jill, Chris, Barry, and Wesker. Okay. I could have swore there was some, but wait. No. no I mean, no, there's no, probably like some minions, like some goons or something like that. Right. Well, there was Brad Vickers, and he was the one who died. I think he died in a plane crash or something. Uh, or yes. Yeah, it says, after Alpha Team Telecopter, Teleco- Brad Vickers panics and takes off alone. Oh, yeah, he ran like a bitch. Um, so, yeah. But um, yeah, the T-Virus was the, ti- was the Triton virus. Yeah. So in the first, uh, the, not the first, so the um, movie Welcome Raccoon, Raccoon City could actually be seen on uh, Hulu or Amazon Prime. Sweet. I know what I'm uh, adding to my queue. Yep. Uh-huh. Sweet. Can, can, they have. Was that? I was gonna say. Can what? y'all believe there have been thirty Resident Evil games? Yeah, Revelations, Code Veronica, Forty Five Versus the Four, which there's another fucking remastering to the new generation. Yep, there's gonna be a Resident Evil Four remake next year. Yep. Uh, Eight's coming out next year. Yeah. Uh, there. Well, nine. Nine. Village was technically eight. That's right. That's right. I keep getting confused. <clears throat> yeah, because village spells out V. Uh, yeah, the A. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it started in '96 with Resident Evil. Then you had uh, RE2, RE3, Nemesis, Resident Evil Survivor. Then you had Code Veronica, Survivor Two. You got to remember the survivors are the railgun shooters and car yeah. cabinets. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, but they're still. Yeah, they're still games. Yeah. Then you have Resident Evil Gaiden. The first Resident Yo, Evil. I think remake. it's Japan. I think I think it's Japan one only, isn't it? Uh, it was on. It was released on Game Boy Color. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. The weird handheld one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then you had the first remake, which came in two thousand and two. Then you which had is the GameCube one. Uh yes. Yeah. Uh, then you had uh, Resident Evil Zero, Dead Aim, Outbreak. Outbreak File 2 then in 05 we got Resident Evil 4 then you had Dead Silence The Umbrella Chronicles Umbrella Chronicles is alright Resident Evil 5 in 2009 then you had The Dark Side Chronicles Mercenaries 3D Revelations Operation Raccoon Raccoon City Uh, uh, uh. Hold on when you're look at this list, make sure double check that Revelations, because uh, one weird tidbit: when Capcom put the game out, they misspelled Revelations to Revelations. It yeah, was actually but, misprinted and misspelled. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, not actually called Resident Evil Re- <laughs> Revelations. Revelations. <laughs> it's uh, like, how do you guys mess that up so bad? Like they literally release all the game like that. And that's how it's spelled, even in game. Yeah, and maybe they did it on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Weird translation, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Then you had um, Operation Raccoon City, which was it was a weird one. That was a squad based shooter, third person shooter. Yeah. Um, uh, and then in 2012, we had Resident Evil Six. 
Then Which is get... totally the highest grossing Resident Evil game and the worst Resident Evil game at the same time. Yeah. Did you guys ever, on that subject, did you guys ever, um, it, never mind, it's stupid, never mind, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> go no, ahead. No, no, it's, it's stupid, go ahead. Go, no. Okay, have you ever heard the rumor, or you ever heard the thing where the front, the cover art of Resident Evil, the way the six looks on the Resident Evil cover, doesn't it look like a giraffe, uh, a giraffe getting blown? Well, how would I even know that? I, I was listening. To, that, but listen, I, I was listening I, I can to a, see that now that you mention it, but I never thought of it that way. Why would I even know that as a thing? Well, let me explain. I told you this was stupid. I was listening to uh, the Off Topic podcast. Um, it was from from about a year or so ago, and they were sitting around talking about, it, and they were talking about like different like video games and things of that nature they were talking about resident evil 6 and some fucker pointed out that the six looks like a giraffe getting blown and he, he goes i looked at the picture and i was like oh yeah that's totally what that looks like the purple six yeah look are you looking at a picture of it no but oh, let me fucking pull it up i got it let me pull it up just, just look yeah there i did all the work for you go ahead i already have it pulled up Okay. Look at that. Tell me it doesn't look like a giraffe getting blown. Oh, no. I don't want to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, it's um, all, that's what I'm looking at right now. Um, I guess. <laughs> maybe if I, like, squint my eyes and turn to the side a little bit. I'm, I'm just saying that's what... It, I heard that and I'm like, no, that's not what that. No, no. And then I actually looked and I'm like, oh shit, that does kind of know. That's what it kind of looks like. That. I mean, I guess it's a man in a draft suit getting blown. Some geeky <laughs> fetish stuff going on there. Little Furbies or uh, furbies, furries, whatever they're called. Yeah. yeah Don't get those confused. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> those confused. a whole different fetish. Yes. <laughs> so, so after Resident demonic. Evil 6. We have Revelations 2. <laughs> then we have Umbrella Corpse, which is a, a tactical shooter that was only released for Microsoft Windows and PlayStation 4. Yeah, which is so weird. Yeah. Uh, then in 2017, we get uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Yep. Then in 2019, we get the Resident Evil 2 remake. 2020 we get the resident evil 3 remake and resident evil resistance 2021 we get resident evil village 2022 resident evil reverse uh which I, if i'm not mistaken that's just um uh, resident evil village in reverse but i'm not positive uh, i haven't heard about that one and then 2023, we get the Resident Evil 4 remake, 18 years after the original release. I thought they were also doing Code Veronica remake. Didn't they do a Code Veronica remake? They've done <clears throat> Code Veronica. Well, they did Code Veronica, which was in 2000 for the Dreamcast. Yeah, and I know they did it for the, also they did for the GameCube. Well, they also did Resident Evil Survivor 2 Code Veronica, which came out in uh, 2001 mm -hmm. in Japan, and then 2002 in, in, the, in the States. Yeah. yeah. 
and the 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 GameCube version of Code Veronica that you're talking about, Roger, it was titled as Code Veronica X. But it was yeah, that's what game. it was. Yeah, but it was the same game. But I think it had well, obviously had a better port and gaming system. But I think else had a couple extra like features to it. It may have. Um, but also, uh, did you guys ever play Revelations Two or Revelations? No. Uh, so it's a co-op, a online co-op or couch co-op, and you play as Stink Jill and Ada. Um, and this is after the events of one, and I think it's the after the events of three, but before four. You said said Revelations 2? Yeah. You actually, yeah, you return as Claire, but it's the first time you can play at, but you can also play as Barry Burton in the game too. Yeah, you can actually change between, like it changes between characters. Right. Uh, But it has one of the greatest and hardest boss fights I've ever seen was this blob that hides underwater. Fuck. Yeah. Um, But no, the game is actually really, really good, especially with it being a uh, co-op. You can do a co-op 2-2 or 1-1. But no, it's probably got one of the best stories, and I don't think people have actually played it a lot because how during that era, it's just so much saturation of Resident Evil, especially with the horrible movies being made. Yeah. Have a... Have a... Isn't isn't Revelations 2, isn't it a free-to-play game? Uh, not when I got I got it on the 360 when it's new. Okay, because I'm pretty or sure the 360 or PS4. Sorry, one of the two. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen that. It, it should it's be free either, to play. It's either free to play or it's on Game Pass Ultimate. It's probably on um, Game Pass now because it's been out for a while. But that game, like, if you both get it, you both should definitely play it with each other and probably record it. You know, the same. Right. No, no, no. That's cool. I, I, uh, I get my, uh, I get my Game Pass uh, this, uh, this week. As a matter of fact. But no, that game is that. That game is probably one of my. Eh, it might be my second favorite Resident Evil game of all time. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's a soft spot in my heart for the for the original, um, but I do like I like two, uh, I like five. My favorite is five. Like I I like the the original three, uh, and four was was pretty good. But my personal favorite is five. Um. Survivor was interesting because it was like the it was the first it was the first first person Resident Evil game. Uh, I mean, technically, besides the real gun ones, besides the real gun ones, yeah, but, um, um, but yeah, no, it it was. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that. Uh, I mean, I probably don't know why because the the aesthetics of Resident Evil is always that weird over the shoulder sensibility of dread. Yeah, uh, right. Of like you being part of it, but not really being a part of it, right? Um, also, tank controls. My issue with the, I think the remaster of the first one um, might be because the first one itself has horrible controls. It has tank controls, and it's so horrible uh, just moving around. But the remake of it fixed that a uh, little bit better. But no, I think Revelations Two might be might be my second favorite one for. I just had played so much of it on the GameCube, and me and my friends just like fucking laughed at the game so much because it was so great. Also, the merchant can't be beat. <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? Stranger. That's the greatest character ever. And he's always in the most random spots. I don't get that. Well, but let's move on to uh, the next one. We think we've taken enough time on. Great. They need to be that is Yeah. 
right. So which one do you guys want to take the next one? I'll take the second one. Because uh, right. I probably am the only one that played it. Um, so second on the list is Pokemon Gold and Silver. Um, the Pokemon. I'm trying to think. Pocket uh, Monsters. Crystal? No, Crystal wasn't. Crystal might have been in the same genre of uh, generation of this one. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Gold and Silver was a stellar follow-up to the original Red and Blue, uh, featuring a totally new region explorer known as Johto. You explore the land and capture a variety of new Pokemon in order to become the very best trainer. While the majority of the game takes place in Johto, completing all the gym battles surprisingly go opens up a pathway to return to Red and Blue's Kanto region. Um, and that's not even the biggest twist. After traveling across both the Johto and uh, Kanto regions, battling 16 gym leaders and defeating every member of the Elite Four, there's yet another challenge awaiting you. Once you trek up through Gold and Silver's final dungeon on Mount Silver, uh, where you get the stone for Clefairy, uh, you encounter a mysterious trainer who, without saying any words, challenges you to one final Pokemon duel. Once the fight starts, you find out it's none other than Red, the original trainer for Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, your fight against who you played as in Red and Blue, Red is successfully a successful Pokemon master. Red is a successful Pokemon master, sorry. So his team is full of heavy hitters, including Charizard, Blastoise, and of course Pikachu. That Pikachu cheats like a son of a bitch. Um, this reveals an incredible callback to the original game and also gold and silver stuff is battle, making it a memorable fight that many fans still remember to this day. Pikachu's like a level fucking 80, so his speed's unbeatable. And then also Blastoise defense is high as shit, so unless you have a, like a high-ass electric Pokemon, I'm trying to think, Generation 2 had... That'd be, gold, uh, that'd be the gold and silver was a Generation 2, correct? Yeah, I'm trying to think about who would have been the best electric Pokemon at the time. Uh, shit, there's so many generations of Pokemon in my head that I forgot which one is which now. Um, Mary, say, there's been 42, 42 core games that doesn't include like Pokemon Snap or, you know. But you also got to think, okay. Electro, first... Electro Buzz is in that one? Yeah, Electro Buzz is in that one. So the Okay, but here's the thing. The very first generation is red green blue and yellow the well, second in car the first well technically technically green, green no it's red and blue it's red and blue, red and green, blue yeah. a, green was in japan okay um but yellow and green came out in between as as one and a half because they were japan games and they actually got ported eventually to america right so they're like one and a half but they're because right. they're updated versions right but then gen 2 came along and that was gold silver and crystal correct? yes yeah because okay. sweet cool was Mm-hmm. And then Gen 3 was Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. Also, it, in the same generation, was Fire, Red, and Leaf Green. Well, it wasn't the same generation. It was just a remake of Red and Blue. It, ju- it was just two different things. Okay. Yeah. It, it's literally just literally you just start from, from Canto all over again, but it's updated pixels, uh, updated graphics, and everything like that. Right. So, what but then. You... Huh? Okay. So, you saying you would want, like, uh, you said what an electric? Is what yeah, I mean for the Blastoise because Blastoise has high defense regardless. Um, and your electro, you, if you can get Electro Buzz, he'd probably be your best one, especially with Thunder Punch because it has such a high chance of paralyzation to begin with. Right. Yeah, my Pokemon's showing. <laughs> no, that's all good. Not I got it's. I see like there's six. There's Pichu, uh, Mario. Pichu evolves into. Uh, Pikachu, uh, Pikachu and you, right. and you get uh, Raichu with Electric Stone. Right. Uh, there's a uh, Marip. I hope I'm pronouncing some of these names. Mary, wrong. yeah. Mary turns uh, into. <sighs> fuck. I know it. it's the standing. 
It's a standard draft looking one. Fuck. What is the name? Um, go ahead. Comes into a Flaffly. Flaffly, yeah. Flaffly, yeah. I I don't fucking know. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm an asshole like that. Uh, and then there's Amphrodos. Yeah, Amphrodos. That's the one. Amphrodos actually Amphidose. is one of the early ones you can get, and it actually evolves really well. Right. Thank you. That's the one you get the lighthouse. And then God. there's uh, Elekid. Electrobus. Yep. And then there's Ryachu, which is the final evolution of what the Pikachu turns into. Pretty and much. you can only get them with the uh, electric stone. Or thunderstone, I mean. You can't just evolve him naturally. He had to actually have a stone for it. But if you evolve him too early, he won't be able to learn all those moves that you can get with high-level Pikachu. So there's always that conscientious decision of what you want to do. Because Pikachu can learn Volt Tackle. And Iron Tail, which is weird that he has enough steel ability when he's an electric Pokemon with no steel trait. I mean, I could talk Pokemon all day. <laughs> <laughs> It came out when I was like five and I had a Game Boy. There's nothing else I wanted to play. Right. All I right. Mean, I guess we can move I'm, on to the next one. <laughs> I'm a fan of I Pokemon. Not... I, I just didn't, I didn't really get into the, um, like the, the card battle. I, I try to play that game. That game is fucking hard as shit. First off. And then actually learning how to play the card game in real life, because they made a Game Boy game version of the trading card game, which was hard. Right. And it made it even less sense than playing it in real life. Yeah. A, a lot of my friends got into the like the, the actual like trading card battles. Yeah. And they would build Pokemon decks and whatnot and uh, it try to teach me how to play it. And I was like, look, I, I it's just not for me. I, I mean, they essentially took to the member and yeah, all that. They essentially took from uh, Magic uh, mm -hmm. base core of you have to have certain mana points instead of mana you used your elemental type, which I've eventually figured out later on in my life. But it's, I mean, I don't want to end the Pokemon game now, <laughs> right? There's too much to catch up on now. Yeah, not only that, now to become a rare collectible, so you don't even want to open the card. So I mean, it's just. No, yeah. Unless so you're, uh, unless you're uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul. Yeah, and then you and you just have fucking you just buy forty percent of the market, so you raise the value of all of it up, anyways. Yep. Yeah, rich people problems. <laughs> I mean, that's how you cheat the system to make yourself richer. You buy the supply. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I mean, the yeah, system yeah, is speaking of based off supply and demand. Yep. Speaking of buying a whole bunch of shit. Did you guys, this is not video game related or anything like that. I just, I heard the story and I thought it was interesting. You guys maybe have heard the story, but I'm just going to say, ask it anyway. Did you hear the the story about 50 Cent bought like the first 20 rows of Jaws concert? concert. Yep. concert. Okay. <laughs> and he actually did do that. He legit did that. But here's <laughs> the thing. That's you still shit, paid, bro. Like, I mean, petty, but you still paid Ja Rule money. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you, I mean, if anything, Ja Rule should like do it again, bro. Hell yeah. Like, thank you, brother. I, I knew the beef was over. It's murder. I mean, the beef's been over ever <laughs> since, you know, then. I mean, Oscar the Grouch did not win that rap battle. No, he did no. not. No. I don't care what people said. Oh, y'all rule's still successful. Fuck he is. That man made up a fraudulent festival and then pretended he wasn't a part of it. 
He threw Billy uh Billy McFarlane under the bus so hard. Yeah, he did. Uh, I I was just I wasn't a big part of it. I was just there to do the promo for it. No, motherfucker, you invested in it. You you were just secondary control of that whole entire thing. Yeah, you piece if, of shit. If you was so if you if you didn't have nothing to do with it, like oh 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 so 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 you wasn't on the bill. You wasn't on the bill. You weren't gonna perform the final mm-hmm. night of Firefest. Is that what it? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Like my thing is, John Road does have musical connections. I'm still surprised he was not able to actually get anybody to fucking come out there and perform. Because even if, like, he, don't you think it's weird? That- even even though he has musical connections, they just don't like him. <laughs> yeah, no. How many people are left in Murder Inc. now? <laughs> is Murder Inc. a thing? <laughs> fucking shit! Is Murder Inc. still a thing? I don't know. Is Irv Gotti still? Is Irv Gotti still alive? Uh, I don't know. I think it might be. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Let's see. Murder Inc. says that it is still a thing. Uh, they got Yo Gotti, don't they? Or is he on independent now? Uh. uh so as of um, June of 2017, Murder Inc. partered with 300 Entertainment. Uh, and now it's just under that umbrella. 300 Entertainment is partnering with Atlantic Records, Plus One Records, YSL Records, Unauthorized Entertainment, Murder Inc., and Undercover Prodigy. So they're just, they're just merging into one big record company under Atlantic, yeah. most likely. It's, pretty, it's, pretty it's, it's, it's Sly Grizzly, Young Thug, Fetty Wap, um, Highly Suspect, uh, isn't that a rock? Oh yeah, it's a rock. The rock band, Holly. Said, okay, that's what I figured. Um, uh, I'm trying to look at some of these names. T Grizzly. Uh, the last, uh, the, the last thing that Murder Inc. put out was "Lessons in Love" by Lloyd in 2008. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't think I, I didn't think they actually existed anymore. Meg the Stallions in the 300 Entertainment. Well, I mean, Atlantic Records pretty much, and that's all the umbrella companies for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the this, next this, game. Oh, what the fuck? Hold on, hold on a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Body, so, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Like, they got she got she got a song on this one on this album. Her album, her latest album, Good News, or her her last album, Good News, or whatever. She had a song called Circles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Twenty-three people were fu- were fucking writers on this song. Like, yeah, are you fucking, fucking kidding me? Really? She's an interesting. She's an interesting plant. What do you expect? It takes twenty-three fucking people to make a song. Seriously, to make a to make a hit song that's going to make you tons of money. Fuck yeah, Ash share. Oh Jesus, man. Fucking Freddie Mercury did everything by himself. Well, not by himself. Oh, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa. I, I, I stopped myself. I stopped myself. He took credit for everything, but. <laughs> yeah, he took credit for everything, yeah. But anyway. Well, that's the difference. I mean, that's the difference between great rappers and industry plant rappers. Great yeah. rappers will probably need yeah. one or two people with them, maybe them even, even themselves. Or you could just be like Lil Wayne, get on drugs, high as shit, and then just go on the recording booth and just say whatever you want. <laughs> I know what they don't want to tell you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. You got it, Chip? All right. Yep. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII 
remake. Not the original, yeah. but the remake. So the long-awaited Final Fantasy VII remake was finally released in 2020. While some fans may have been expecting an exact retelling of the original story, the remake actually spirals into a new timeline altogether, even hinting that iconic events that we saw from the original game won't play out exactly as they did before. Uh, now, before I go further, did either of you play the original Final Fantasy VII? Yes. No, I, was, I wasn't into turn-based games except for Pokemon. Okay. Final Fantasies, I did play Final Fantasy VII, and I'm still pissed at that mother, my motherfucker. The one we know? What did Kenny Omega do to you? No, not, not Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Seth I mean, Roth, you piece of shit. I mean, he that's literally his gimmick. He said it. That's who his gimmick is. It's just Seth Roth. Yeah. That's why he dyes his hair fucking silver. Yeah, fuck Seth Roth. Uh, so, right, so that was the first <laughs> game. The, the original Final Fantasy VII was the first game that I remember being a multi-disc game. It was like three discs. Um, There was that one. A lot of just Japanese RPG ones did back in the day like that. Yeah, but that was the first one I remember. There may have been one before that or two. Uh, uh, that was the first I think Panzer Dragoon and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and dude, I was so like, <sighs> when I was playing the game, I was so nervous when it popped up and said, okay, insert disc two. I was like, no, if I take this disc out, it's going to fuck my whole progress up. <laughs> I just right? think, I just think it's wild how. The game knew that it got to like the the end of the disc and held that place until the new disc ran in to read it without yeah. fucking like like that to me still baffles me the technology that that was able to like happen with right the powered lasers yep yeah so anyway uh, there are significant differences in the remake's story from the appearance of the whispers that try to keep the timeline on track to Sephiroth, appearing in the game earlier than expected. The upcoming Integrate Edition, which will also see Yuffie make her introduction in Midgar, which is much earlier than when she appears in the original game. While the general story is still maintaining the same path as its forebears, the remake's many twists to the classic story is... For now, keeping us on our toes for future installments. Um, now, you, Roger, you said you aren't into turn-based games. I I wasn't back then. I was only like the only turn-based game that I played back in the day that I loved to death, besides Pokemon, was uh, Legend of Dragoon. Like that's the only Japanese RPG that I could play that was a turn-based. That game was so and, good. That game, I wish they would fucking remaster it. You know how much that game cost? Too much. Yeah, twelve hundred dollars. What 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 game is this? Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon. Okay. It was literally is a is another Japanese RPG game, but you have to go and collect like some friend like allies and everything to fight this big battle, and you can turn into a fucking dragon during the battle when you reach your uh, maximum level. Okay, it's, it, it, okay, it came out in the year two thousand in North America for the PlayStation One. I got, I think I got yeah, the Japanese version then. 
because yeah, the Japanese version came out in '99. I'm gonna say, oh, and then I might have had the American one. I just remember I got it. I got that demo of it on uh, those old uh, electronic uh, gaming monthly when it came out with those, and it had the uh, disc with it. PlayStation Underground, all that. No, it was Electronic Monthly. Oh, okay. They they came out with like a demo disc because those are the ones that even up till the uh, OG Xbox had some too for those that came in the packaging with it. Um, but then PlayStation, I think, may had the actual like full demo of that one alone. But I remember playing that game on that uh, Electronic Monthly demo, and and then when the game came out, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And to this day, I still think it's probably the greatest RPG that never got its fucking fair share. Uh, Legend of Dragoon. Yeah. I I remember playing turn-based games on the like the Super NES. Uh games like The Secret of Mana, um you know, the the original, well, not original, but it was like Final Fantasy 2 II and 3, I want to say it was came out Were on, on those Super Nintendo? Super, I I think so. Were they not Nintendo? Uh no, there was uh, a there bunch. was Squaresoft. No, I'm saying were they not on Nintendo, on the original Nintendo? I think uh, it was only released in Japan on the original Nintendo. Because uh, uh, in America, Final Fantasy IV is actually known as Final Fantasy II. Yeah, it, this whole history of it doesn't make sense because the way they released it around here is yeah. beyond complicated. Yeah, but they did a they did a. Uh... A Final Fantasy three remake for the Nintendo DS in two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to say remake of yeah. My my delve into the like the the first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy four slash Final Fantasy two in America. It's really weird. Um, but then they've had a ton of spinoffs. You know, they've had uh, MMORPGs. Uh, they still have that one that that were Final Fantasy games. Well, they had two. There was Final Fantasy twelve, I think, uh, or was it eleven? Uh, eleven, because it was Final Fantasy Online. That was uh, the first MMORPG, and then they did uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, which was the second uh, MMORPG under the Final Fantasy banner. Then uh, they switched it up all together and did an action RPG uh, for Final Fantasy Fifteen, which wasn't uh, it wasn't the turn-based style or the MMORPG as previously done. And they're doing they're doing the same thing with Final Fantasy Sixteen. Yeah. So the the first uh, Final Fantasy, the original one, did come up on the Nintendo Entertainment System in nineteen ninety. Okay, so yeah, I felt like I was like I know one came out it, even in America it came out, but it, it never got popular because how bad it was on that system. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the yeah, Super I, Nintendo was like it did Super Nintendo up to like five or six when it came out to PlayStation. I didn't yeah. have my my first video game system was the Super Nintendo, uh, mm-hmm. and then I retroactively went back and sought out like the other games. Yeah. Um. So I probably didn't get that. You probably, I mean, I don't think, I don't know many people that have ever played the original one, to be honest. I've never played the original Final Fantasy. Yeah. 
I didn't play so, any of them to realize. I've really I I've I haven't played a bunch of Final Fantasy games. I played seven, I played ten. And um, those are really like the only two games I played. Well, I take that back. I played eight. I played eight too. The um, recent ones are I know they're not turn based <laughs> anymore, and I probably should play them. I think I can get them free on I mean you guys probably get it free with the Game Pass also, so I I'll have to look and see. Um but, but I don't know. Did... Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just say that they did like these these weird like spin-offs of Final Fantasy. Like there there's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which It's a Nintendo game, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a Nintendo, but it's made by Squaresoft. Um Well, that's what I mean by Nintendo they're on the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, it was on the Super Nintendo. Super oh, was it? Yes. Yeah. Um and that was a weird one. Then there was um Oh God! What was that? Uh, Final Fantasy, like Chocobo Dungeons. I know there was uh, a uh, Chocobo Racing game. Yeah, uh, and then there was Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, Tactics is uh, the what you would call it, the uh, RTS one, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the the Final Fantasy brand. It, it pretty much has something for every style of gamer. Um, you know, whether you like the turn-based, the action RPG, the MMORPG, uh, the tactics, you know, the, the real-time strategy games. Um, well, or, they've, even, uh, they've even implemented uh, a lot of the, uh, fi- the Final Fantasy characters into other video. Like, I, was, I think it was... Uh, Oh, Smash Ultimate got Smash, Cloud. Smash Ultimate got Cloud, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, they have... Like, uh, uh, Final Fantasy Grandmasters, which is uh, an Android iOS game. So, you know... It, it's it's one of those games that... You Definitely was to the test of time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they even have a Final Fantasy snowboarding game. That's weird. That's that very weird. Final Fantasy Seven snowboarding. Hmm. Hey, pause real quick. Yeah, so I don't know that that weird mm, snowboarding game. I, I don't think I've ever played that one. Uh, then they have. I'm trying to a, find where you said it was. It's uh, if you, if you go to Wikipedia and look up like the the list of Final Fantasy games, it's on there. It came out okay. in um, 2005, March 29, 2005. Uh, right, cool. Okay, cool. it was it was a mobile game. So ah, okay, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and as of 2018, it was no longer available to download with Final Fantasy Mobile ending. So I'll never get to play that one. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but then they have this spinoff series. Uh, it, it's uh, Fabula Nova Crystallis. Um, Bless you. It, exactly. Uh, it's very similar to the original series. Uh, more action RPG-esque. Uh, but they did it like on the the PSP or PlayStation Portable. 
and um, then they did one on the PlayStation Three. So, yeah. and didn't wasn't final yeah. And Final Fantasy Seven also had uh, a Japanese anime uh, style uh, film. Advent Children that came out in America Advent too. Children, yeah, two thousand and five. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there there have been a couple of um, Final Fantasy movies uh, that weren't really good. that good. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the art style of the uh, what was that one Final Fantasy movie that came out shortly after like seven? Um, it was Advent Children. Yeah, it was, was it? Was it? Was it, 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 was, it, it was. Go ahead. What? Uh, was it? Was it Advent Children? Yeah, because that's the one that is directly uh, tying to the game. Uh, that game. Yeah. Well, the, the, well, there was Advent Children, then there was Last Order. I don't even remember where Last Order. Last Order was the one where. Um, no, no, no. It's... The one I'm talking about was uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Spirits Within. Yes. Damn it! Uh, I knew there was another one. Yeah. Yeah. No. The art style of that was good, but the story was not so good. Yeah, uh, 2001. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It says right here, it says it was the most photo, it was the first photorealistic computer generated feature film and the most expensive video game inspired film until the release of Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time in 2010. Really? The World of Warcraft one isn't most expensive? Not according to no no it says uh it's up until the, it was that the, uh the Prince of Persia movie came out right oh, and, okay. World and it said and it said the most expensive video game inspired film World of Warcraft yeah, is a World video Warcraft game. is a video game Warcraft, I'll, all right never mind I'll, I'll shut the fuck up <laughs> I, I thought was, you just... said I I thought you said something else never mind <laughs> I was like I was so confused <laughs> now, I, I was confused too uh, trust me I thought you said something completely different I apologize um, it's okay. All I right. thought you said Waterworld for some reason. I don't know why I thought you said God. <laughs> but Japan loves Water Waterworld. They have uh, Universal Studios Japan has a Waterworld attraction. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. Yep, yep. They love that fucking garbage thing. I don't even know what it is. I keep it calling a can a dumpster fire. I guess would be the best I, way to rate that. I think that would be putting uh, a bad name on dumpster fires. A burning, raging, horrible dumpster fire. Right. Well, if we're done talking about the burning, raging dumpster fire, we can move on to the very next one on the list. Yeah, let's do that. Another dumpster fire. Not play. <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is GTA Vice City, The Backstabbing Lance, Jealousy, Greed, and Paranoia. Though you don't know it when you first start playing the game, these are the ingredients for an inevitable backstabbing in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. The game's protagonist, Tommy Versace, um, teams up with a small-time gangster, Lance Vance, to take down Ricardo Diaz, uh, leading to the pair forging a seamlessly unbreakable alliance to, the, to their rise to power in Vice City. After succeeding in taking down uh, Ricardo uh, Diaz, and stealing his empire, things look good for the pair. Surely Lance wouldn't betray Tommy after all that, right? Right? Wrong. Wrong. Lance, be 
Lance became fed up with playing second best to Tommy and wants more control of the new empire in Vice City. So, in the final mission of the game, Lance reveals he's been plotting against Tommy and planned to for to join forces with his former boss Sonny to take out to to take Tommy out. However, this is Tommy Versace we're talking about here. So, after learning of this deception, he quickly uh, swipe. He quickly wipes out Sonny and Lance to secure his dominance over Vice City once and for all. It's a climax straight out of a, of the movie Scarface, except that it doesn't end poorly for the protagonist. And he leaves the confrontation with greater control over Vice City. So Vice City is literally just a mix of Carlito's Way and Scarface. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. That's what they said. That's what their inspiration. A lot right. of the characters from both movies, uh, from both of those movies, are characters in this. Obviously, <laughs> with the name change. Right. <laughs> I wonder where Sammy Sosa was in the game. Um, he was one of those. <laughs> he was one of them. Yeah. He's probably somebody doing cocaine. <laughs> he off was definitely no, <laughs> no, off the table. He was he was very off first in that shit. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, doing that. He was actually Al Pacino's stunt double in Scarface for that scene. Yep. Nice. Uh, did, did you guys play Vice City? I oh, love yeah. the shit at Vice City. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't love it as much as San Andreas, but I love it. Did I, you guys get the remastered edition trilogy? No. No, I did not. Yeah, I still but, play I, San Andreas all the time because uh, they put it for free on the Game Pass. Uh, is the trilogy not free on Game Pass? Mm, I don't think so. It, because it's three San Andreas and Vice City. Right. Um, San Andreas is my my personal favorite of the Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, uh, four might be my favorite one. I mean, San uh, Andreas four, is up there. Four was I'm good. A, like, GTA 3 was when I first started playing it, and I felt That's when we GTA all started 3. playing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, Vice City was... I thought Vice City was awesome. Obviously, San Andreas is one of my favorites, and I never really played four or five. Four um, is a very beautiful story. It is, and especially they, they, when they, have like, the they were start kind of they were coming up with the original stories at that point, so they were yeah, getting better they, and better. But they also had uh, four was like the Lost and the Damned, and the that Bible was an expansion. Yeah, yeah, that's those, what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's still a part of the story, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, sort of. I, I Lost and the Damned, not really, but yes. But then you had the Ballad of Gay Tony. Uh, it was also yeah, uh, part of it as well. And then you go to, like, GTA Five. I mean, I've seen, there, there's plenty of Let's Plays and, you know. I liked, I liked Five. I just didn't like the character of Trevor. They literally made that character to be there to ruin your advances just because. <laughs> just like, no, my thing I've always hated about stories in general, whether it be Whatever the media, whether it be books, whether it be movies or shows or whatever, but a character made just just to be a to be the one that ruins it makes no sense to me. Yeah, fuck you, Simon. But anyway, yeah, what, Belmont. Uh, and no, uh, the guy who <laughs> plays the voice of Trevor is the guy is Stephen Ogg, the guy from I know. Uh, Walking Dead. Simon, yeah, I know that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but no, it's then, literally. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was gonna go, go ahead. What I've got to talk about is uh, GTA Five. So, well, I was about to talk about GTA Five also. So go ahead. <laughs> oh well, well, one of you talk. Damn it! <laughs> the story, the story for GTA Five is really good, but 
I don't think it gets enough recognition because what most people do on GTA five is just the multiplayer. Yeah. The GTA online. Uh, there, there are hundreds of probably thousands, maybe even millions of people who never played the story. It just jumped on GTA online. Well, that's the thing about GTA. They made you play at least the first mission before you were able to do online. Well, yeah. Well, hell, back back GT, G, GTA three, there was no online capability at that point, and if there was, mm-hmm. it was very few and far between. Oh, there so was PS two. So, so, so you had to, you know, you had to. Uh, yeah, it, it play was PS two and Xbox. So yeah, San Andreas is the same. Vice City is the same. It was not until four that online became a thing because it was on three sixty. Yeah. Right. Well, no, and no. PS3. San Andreas was on the three sixty. It got ported, but it came around originally for the. But it's not. But it's a, just a. Re, they didn't remaster it. It's just a port. So they didn't I include the online functionality. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, but it's still there. I mean, yeah. So there, it's also on the PS5 and the Xbox X. So I mean, <laughs> it still doesn't have online capability. Uh. Nope. Does not have online no, capability. No, I don't think it does. That's one of the things they talked about. Is like they did all this. Also, it's apparently one of the worst versions because they uh, actually, instead of remastering the Xbox 360 version of it or the PS3 version of it, they remastered the fucking um, portables because uh, they were a high, lower res and they were quicker to port. So the game glitches really? a lot more than it actually used to. Yeah, it's a fucking. That's why a lot of people didn't like it because they did. I'll send you a video about it. They also had like there was GTA Chinatown Wars. There was also was Vice portable. City Stories. Yeah, portable. they were all the yeah. all the portable games. Is like the PSP ones. Yeah, yeah, the PSPs. Yeah, I met the China Wars one was actually because that one actually was a good story. It's just on a fucking PlayStation Portable. Yeah, but I mean, like, is this Chinatown Wars? I'm assuming that it's 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 just about the the ongoings and possibly the triad. Yeah, it, exactly what it says. It says a young triad member. And his efforts to recover a sword gifted to him by his late father is stolen. You know, yeah. yeah. It has, it's so, a good story. Yeah. So, so basically, sleeping dogs. Pretty. I much. mean, I mean, I'll send you a video about sleeping dogs, dude. I think you'd like. Dude, dude, I love, dude, dude, I love sleeping dogs. It's a, so uh, one of the guys that I follow, one of the guys that I follow on YouTube, um, he had a whole other channel with a bunch of friends, and like now he does gaming journalism because he used to be right. a QA tester, and he goes into super deep. So he, cause he has so much connections that he like talks about like why certain projects failed or like what the idea is behind them more and everything like that. And it's just so amazing how yeah. bad Activision is, but um, not only that, but um, other companies are too. Right. Well, I mean, rockstar is still around technically. No, rockstar uh, is around. They're still heavy. Definitely. Yeah. 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 They, they have five. According to this, they have five franchises, but they're also they under have, the umbrella of 2k or take two entertainment. Technically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's GTA, Manhunt, Max Payne, Midnight Club, and the Red Dead series, and they also had Bully. Ga- well, well, Bully is not a technically a franchise because it was only one game. It's a franchise to me, damn it. Uh, it's a the other games they had Agent, uh, uh, Beat Aider, uh, Bully, L.A. Noir, uh, Rockstar uh, Games presented Table Tennis, and the Warriors. I need to send you guys uh one on the on L.A. Noir specifically. Okay, L.A. Noir was. Uh, such an underrated game. Yes, it was. It was. Well, I think yeah. L.A. Noir was very ahead of its time. Well, you know. there's a there's a major one, massive major reason for its failure, uh, and it does have to do with Rockstar itself. So, okay. really, 
yeah, I'll send you, like I said, I'll send you guys a bunch of those videos. That, that, and once I send you that guy's, like, channel, you guys should follow him because it's fucking, his content's hilarious, but it's also just, like, fucking so infi- insightful. Like, he yeah. does, like, he even did the Mortal Kombat uh, Annihilation game and why it was so bad. Um, not game, but movie. Did, uh, he also talks about just, like, failed video game projects that don't make sense. Like, why did why was Def Jam Icon the way it was and everything like that. Yeah. Icon fucking sucked. Yep, and there's a video about that you can also watch. <laughs> send me yeah. that. One, send me that one specifically. I want to know specifically why they decide to go that way with the, with the franchise. Oh, uh, because well, uh, I still don't. I, I still to this day, like we talked about it last Thursday, but it, it still pisses me off. So that do you, you it, do know, you know who know. made you do know who made Def Jam Vendetta and Def Jam uh, Fight for New York, right? It I mean, obviously, a, obviously it was EA, but you know what? Who developed it, right? It was uh, Aki, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So the same what, person who developed uh, the fucking WWE WCW. and WCW and sixty four games from back yep. in the day. So my question is, would if they're making you great games, would you say fuck off? I'm not going to have you make these games anymore. No. No. Well, that's what exactly what EA did, and there's your fucking story. Yeah. Well, that's like with the the Batman Arkham games. Uh, Rocksteady made the first two games then they took the franchise away from them and gave them to wb games uh, well wb and, took them from them yeah more, actually uh and then they made arkham origins and that game flopped and then they gave it back to rocksteady uh for the next game they had rocksteady doing other projects when um or just came out. And that's the only reason. I think that's the major reason why. It's because they were already working on another one. But Rocksteady is also making the Suicide Squad game with uh, Samoa Joe as King Shark. Well, and they're also they also made the um, uh, shit, the new uh, Gotham Knights game. Yeah, which is actually going to be. We definitely need to play that as a group. Yes. 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 <clears throat> Especially that's... for the fact that it's four player co op. Yep, that's on my list of must get games. Yes, I'm on my wish list, so as soon as it becomes available, I get the ding for it. What game is this again? Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, okay. Yeah. I just hope it is cross-platform, and I don't have to get on the fucking PC and on PlayStation just to be able to play with you guys. Right. Because <laughs> I'm never buying a fucking Xbox. Right. Which, by the way, check out the YouTube channel uh, on Movement Radio. We uh, Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, among uh, uh, the Wolf, Wolves Among Us is going to be. Is that the name of the, is the game? The Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among yeah. Us. Uh, the new one should be dropped already by now, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, right. Well, by the time this episode comes out, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. That being said, let's move on to the very next one. Go ahead, Roger. Um, the next one is Braid, which I sort of remember, but don't. Um, but yes, Braid, a tale as old as time, or so we thought. Braid's unique platforming and time-bending gameplay, paired with the classic tale of saving the princess, is almost what the game is all about. It isn't until the final level that you discover that you aren't really saving a princess after all. Throughout the game, you get a bit of foreshadowing that there may be something more unsettling at play, but you only see the full picture once you get close enough to the princess to see she was running away from you the entire time. You actually play the whole game in reverse. Your perspective is shifted to fit the narrative being of being a hero. You are not the hero, though. You are, in fact, a total stalker. I never played this game. What mm-hmm. the fuck? No, it's free on Game Pass, and I've thought about picking it up just to to try it out because it's a uh, it's it's a puzzle platform game 
uh, in the vein of Donkey Kong, kind of. Um, like they used elements from Donkey Kong. Well, is it a, is it a and, Donkey and, Kong platformer or is it a Metrovania? It's a mixture. It like this? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you say Metrovania? Yes, yeah. that's what they call the genre of Metroid Castlevania style games. Metroid Castlevania. Okay. Never. Yeah. I never heard that. I've never heard that expression before. That's literally like the sub. That's literally like the subgenre of that specific time of platformer is a Metrovania. Yep. If I'm you're on the Game up. Pass. Yeah. I mean, it, like if you're on the Game Pass, when you get it, you'll see they have a section called Metroid Metroidvania. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like literally the subgenre of it. Yeah, that 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 genre of games is really good. And it's literally all like the everything that would be considered a, the stylistic play of Metroid slash Metroidvania. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, is it so is it is it under, is it like a subset of platforming? Yeah, like like okay. a Mario platformer. Uh, like the Mario esque kind of platformer, which the Donkey Kong esque, I guess, would be the same kind. I, I found, I found, I found it. It's under action games, which is also under platform, which is under uh, Metroidvania. Metroidvania, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Metroidvania is a subgenre of action adventure video game focused on guided non-linearity and utility gated exploration and progression. The term is a uh, Port Matthew of the names of the video game series Metro and Castlevania, with which the games borrow from both series. Uh, so, and it's got everything like Hollow Knights, uh, Dead Cells, Welcome Melee, Ori and the Blind Forest, Dust, uh, System Shock, Metroid, uh, obviously the Metroid games. Um, okay. Yeah. I learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, it's, it has to be most, well, mostly 2D. You can make some 3D ones, but it's mostly a 2D. Um, yeah. Okay. Dope. But yeah, this game sounds like shit. I don't know if I want to play it. It actually got a good score. Did it? Yeah, it's actually really uh, well rated. It came out on a 360. Um, the, it was a 360 live arcade game from back in 2008. Hmm. I got a nine out of ten on Steam, ninety-one percent positivity rating, and a four point four on GOG.com. Okay. It's actually rated really well, but that's probably because it's a plat- uh, very cheap platformer. Right. Well, I mean, it was just an independent game, wasn't it? What no huge major label behind? Yeah, it yeah. It's made by it's made by Number None. Yeah. It, remember the Xbox the Xbox Live Arcade series service was uh, all indie games. What do they call it now? What do they call it now? Uh, just the X- Xbox Indie or whatever games with yeah. gold. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's 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 just uh, they. It, under the Xbox brand, they have indie titles. Okay. Is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually rated uh, E10, so it's not even that. It shouldn't be that hard of a game, I guess, because it's a platform made for 10-year-olds, pretty much. Right. Yeah, and then there's... Uh, huh. It's a... There's a documentary, it's a 2012 documentary called Indie Game the Movie. Yeah. I haven't seen this. Oh, okay. It talks about James uh, Schwersky and Lisa uh, Lisa Ann uh, Pojot. I want to say that's how it's pronounced. It talks about what happened during the development of Super Meat Boy, Phil Fish, the developer of Fez, and 
uh, Jonathan Blow and the success of the video game Braid, like what we just talking about. It's on Netflix, I think. No, or I was on Netflix. I had to look into it. I'm 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 weird. I I I try to find weird documentaries to watch just to you know. That that just Chip knows. <laughs> watch a lot of weird shit. Mm-hmm. But let's move on to the very next. Now this one pissed me off. Go ahead, Chip. This one pissed you off. This is the one. Yeah. Well, it pissed me off a lot too. I can't say. Anything. Yeah, multiple games pissed me off, but this one particularly pissed me off because I was like, "You motherfucker!" Right. Go ahead. Next up, we're gonna talk about. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the original. Not the the remake that comes out this year, but the original. So, well, we don't know if this one's going to be bad or not. We'll see. You hear what I said. Um, (laughs) He said what he said. Pull up. Well, we may have to pull up then if this new one's good. We'll see. Um. So the Call of Duty franchise has had quite a few twists in its lifetime, but nothing stings more than the pain of betrayal that General Shepard hands out in Modern Warfare 2. After the loss of 30,000 soldiers during the events of the original Modern Warfare, Shepard's new mission is growing an army to take out Makarov, who rose to power and became his primary target and distraction. In Modern Warfare 2, you play as members of Task Force 141, composed of highly skilled soldiers such as Ghost, Soap, and Captain Price, with General Shepard giving the team orders. We're led to believe that Makarov is the one and only threat, but as we discover in the mission titled Loose Ends, Shepard rewards Ghost and the other members of Task Force force 141 by killing them in cold blood after unknowingly delivering the last piece of incriminating evidence that directly ties the general to his master plan the mission title is thus revealed to be ironic ultimately shedding light on the true villain of modern warfare 2 thoughts gentlemen fuck him fuck him fuck him Fuck him in the ass with a cactus, no Vaseline. That's what I say. Over here, fucking Dude, it was, Captain Price. It was <laughs> such good storytelling, though. Dude, because... it was, man. Well, the, the the play, like that mission alone, especially after spoilers falling out of the helicopter. Yeah, it was a helicopter, yeah. right? Helicopter. Yeah, it was the yeah. helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. And then after the atomic bomb goes, like, gosh, like the whole scene is just a beautiful, torturous, bittersweet moment. It is, although. Yes, the betrayal happens, but then right there toward the end of the game, you do get a, that sweet revenge when you take that knife out of your leg and you just chunk it and you pop him right in his damn eye socket with a knife. It's just what did your leg? I thought it was your chest. No, I thought it was his leg. I thought it was was it the chest or I thought it was a leg. I thought it was your chest because you were dying. Because you were dying, you were like so it was getting the red feed from you dying slowly. Yeah, what, was it the chest? I think it might have been the chest. I mean, I it I could have been a, the like. I I mean, you got arteries in your chest. You got arteries all over your body, so you know it may have been okay. No, no, no. You were right. You were right. I apologize. Giving soap enough time to pull the knife from his chest and throw it at Shepard, killing him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was I was wrong. <laughs> I apologize. Because I remember when I you looked down, like you're because you're laying down, 
and you look at it, and I thought it was in your chest, and then you slowly, like, that's why I'm saying it slowly starts taking, like, fading into, like, that red thing they used right. to do back in the day. Yeah, and if you press the button too fast, it, like, it, it's like you gotta press it at a certain... Yep, you have to do it slow, a certain pace. Like, it was just so much, it was so, it was a bittersweet reward. Yeah. But that it, fight scene, though? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, get that nigga Rex! Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, that's just just a bitter. That, that game, like, that's one of the first times I was like, man, Call of Duty can be that game series where it has basic gameplay but awesome storytelling, and then yeah. they just went and shit the bed after a while. Well, I mean, it's basically a carbon copy of a carbon copy of a copy of another carbon copy. It's like, it's the same type game every single time you know which i guess there's i mean how many original ideas can you create about war you know what i mean you know oh, this country don't like this country let's fight you know like well that's- i that's what i'm saying like it's not the like like this story because it wasn't this story wasn't about a war it was about you going against this one dude who is right. going against the u.s right like evil dictatorship like you can always create like a evil dictator or like what was it um did you guys ever play Alpha Protocol? I that sounds familiar. It was a it was a spy RPG game made on a 360 PS3, uh, made by uh, Obsidian, who made uh, Fallout New Vegas before they got when they were bought out by Bethesda before they were ruined. Um, yes, but, I, I remember no, this. Them. Yeah, Alpha Protocol, uh, the espionage RPG. Yeah. I remember seeing it. I've never played it, but I remember seeing it. So, like, the mission is, like, the main story is, like, there's this, like, uh, jihadist extremist that obviously is throwing threats at U.S., and you're, like, a super sub, like, group called Alpha Protocol that does these off-the-record missions, you know, blacklisted missions and stuff like that. Um, but, no, it creates, like, a really good story. I'm surprised that game's not on this list, actually. But, no, it creates a really good uh, overall story and... Uh, just like basically, Call of Duty could have done stuff like that. Like they could have done basic, like small teams, just like how they did Modern Warfare Two. Small teams that had to fight like certain targets, or this nation like went went like went rogue or something like that. I mean, how many times can Tom Cruise can keep making fucking uh, Mission Impossible and make them interesting? Yeah, those I mean, movies are really point. good, though. I love those movies. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. Like it, it took me I, a while to get into it because I always had this, one. I had this weird dislike of Tom Cruise, and I don't know why because I liked a lot of his movies, but for some reason I'm just like I just don't like watching him because I don't believe him as an action star because of how small he is. Right. Uh, and, but then I like I suddenly started watching those movies and I'm like, man, these movies are so fucking good, and it makes sense for him being a small spy because he blends in pretty well. But like him as Jack Reacher or Jack Ryan, come on. Especially Jack Reacher. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, Call of Duty. It did great stuff. Yeah. And fuck General Shepard. <laughs> yeah, fuck that piece of shit. Fucking asshole. Alright. Well, that being said, um we've been uh we've been talking a lot about uh, a lot of crazy plot twists. Unfortunately, we're running a little bit slow on time tonight, so we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back next Monday with a brand new episode. We're going to reveal to you guys the last six 
biggest plot twist in gaming history. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys let us know what you think about this list so far. Um, if you thought General Shepard was a piece of shit too, let us know you thought he was a piece of shit. Um, you know, if you, you know, were upset with the remake of Final Fantasy VII, let us know. You know, if uh if Albert Wesker's a piece of shit, let us know too. Like, you know, uh, you know, check it check out all the social media stuff. Um that being said, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out here this evening? I'll wait for Chip to do his thing, but I'll yeah, go first. <laughs> I'll go first. It's fine. Um, obviously, shout out to our sponsors. Uh, starting out with, you know, one of our favorites here on the show, Gear Anime. Talon definitely is a, a, a straight up customer for them. Uh, they I got love, great. Bro, I love those socks. Uh, you I said you're comfortable. Them. I gotta Dude, get. I'm, I gotta get them here. Like no bullshit. I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> I was gonna like, say. I ain't even bullshit. Yeah, I'm wearing <laughs> them now. Amy's wearing her nine tails right now. I'm telling you, man, these these socks are comfortable as fuck, man. I I I didn't want to take them off, honestly. I really didn't want to. I, I was going to no. ask how many days this week you've wore those socks. Uh, <laughs> I try not to wear them at work because they, they get too sweaty. Like, I mean, I come home and you know slide them on. Like, yeah, these are comfortable. Oh, they're your house socks. Okay, you damn right. I mean, <laughs> I might I might wear them for FarleyCon. I might wear them for FarleyCon, but that's probably <laughs> as far as I'll go. Uh, but yeah, uh, gear anime. Uh, www.gearanime.com forward slash movement radio and obviously use promo code move radio for that free shipping we all love free shipping uh i mean obviously great products from shoes to socks to eye masks to jackets ugly christmas sweaters slips whatever y'all want um thank you gear anime obviously you know shout out to audible with uh you know 30 free days audible a free audiobook and with prime you get two of the free audiobooks um but audibletrial.com forward slash movement radio uh no promo code on that one uh and then our last ones yeah because we haven't got the link to the other one yet our last one is uh great shout out to our boys at uh canva that's what we use well that's what i used to make our uh thumbnails for our youtube videos but uh shout out to them Great designs, easy stuff to use. Very, uh, very um, free at letting you sort of design what you want to do. And just go to the uh, link www.partners.canva.com forward slash move it radio. Yep. That's actually, I, I use them today to uh, create the new uh, header for the YouTube channel. See, look at nice. that. Nice. No, I mean, I, I like using them. I mean, that's where we came up with our Sammy Sosa memes. Well, yep. I did, at least. <laughs> <laughs> we promise when we get to the studio, we're going to have the Sammy Sosa picture hanging on the wall. I for sure will. Make sure of it. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, and as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio couple of quick shout outs shout out to our good friend sean thompson at thompson personal training jerry and jennifer at the chronic conversations podcast andrew and sean at the warrior workout network avamon let me start over with that one ivan montanez <laughs> twitch.tv slash unleash demon sean miller with should i watch that all the big homies at uh these ninjas podcast damon smith with cover two sports and uh also uh shout out to rocky spurlock again come hang out with us august 13th at Camp Jordan Arena in Eastern Tennessee for FarleyCon 2022. A lot of cool names are going to be out there. Larry Hanna is going to be there. Kyle Phillips is going to be there. Uh, 
WWE Hall of Famer Ron Simmons is going to be in the house. Uh, you know, if you love comic books, if you love, you know, toys, if you love all types of uh, memorabilia and collectibles and things of that nature, come down to Camp Jordan Arena on uh, August 13th. Come hang out with us. Um, it should be fun, and we look forward to it. Uh, we will have Rocky on the show here in a couple of weeks to talk about FarleyCon 2022, and uh, it should be fun, so come hang out with us. Um, yeah, and again, thank you guys so much for all the love and support that you guys have given us. Uh, um, we are in a bit of a transitional phase at this point. We've uh, uh, we've uh, we've left one host site to go to another, but it hasn't stopped you guys from listening. It hasn't stopped you guys from wanting to know more. It hasn't stopped you guys from wanting to you know hear us, and we do thoroughly appreciate it so so much. That being said, we love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys right back here this upcoming Thursday with another something about sports, and right back here next week to finish out the top 12 biggest plot twist in gaming history. That being said, thank you guys. We love you. We'll see you guys next time. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm the mayor of Duff City. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.